All right, the well life episode coming at you, Tyler and I. All right, another little episode taking episode you through. Episode 20. Episode 20, it is the 20th one. Once again, we're back. Yeah, so, all right, coming at you with another point. It's the seventh point of how to better live your life in a healthier, more well way. An actionable right? way. Yep. Kind of coming back to one of our earlier episodes, just also how to get some more movement in your day. We're even recording this, doing a little a little walk, 20 minutes outside of the gym. Yep. Normally we're in town with big trucks driving by us and try to come to a quiet neighborhood. Currently passing landscapers, so that's good. Um, but, all right, this one, we're gonna be talking about limiting your sugar and alcohol intake. So those can be, or I kinda wanna start this off just saying how those can be such a huge part and play a huge role in almost like empty calories that people don't even realize that they're tracking. Yeah. Right, so. I think this, also like, my bad, finish here. Yeah. But at the front of it, it's not saying you can't have these things, don't do these things, but it's just easily to, it's easy to overconsume them. Yeah. Right, so how do you limit them, how and why? Yep, so we're gonna take in our first point of, I'll go of there. why, you know, you wanna go there? I'll go there. All right, let's go there. So okay. we kind of alluded to it, but let's go there right into it. So, first point of why is gonna be caloric intake time. Yeah, so again, kind of transition in there. It is not that saying we should absolutely have no sugar, no alcohol, but there are some negative factors when you're thinking about sugars just by themselves and alcohol in itself. And one of those could just be the overall caloric intake. So as I feel like you were kind of alluding to there was that yep. sometimes when we're having these things, Definitely, I'll say it from an alcohol standpoint, most people aren't thinking about the amount of calories that are actually in alcohol, mm -hmm. right? So having a couple drinks, yeah, I know maybe it's not good for me, but I'm actually thinking about the actual caloric content. Yeah. Um, and then same from a sugar standpoint. So it's very easy to overeat things that are simple, simple sugars. So mm -hmm. think about how many little Oreos you can put down a serving of Oreos. I don't know off the top of my head, you yeah. might, but it could be like two, right? But yeah. you can easily eat six. Yeah. So you're saying three times the, the actual serving size. Yeah. When you think about a soda, right? Or even if we thought about it in what could be a healthier version, but even just um, like we were saying, like fruits. So <clears throat> a fruit juice, Right, thinking about like a glass of orange juice could be 200 calories, yeah. and you probably could drink a couple of them. And Someone a pure, could. pure sugar too, right? So you're talking about like that. That's just straight sugar, right? You, it's like a can of Coke. People steer away from Coke because it's got a, a terrible name around. Like it's a crap drink with no nutrient value. Obviously, orange juice might have a little bit more vitamin value and stuff, but with no fiber, with yeah. no other thing to bind no it in your digestive benefit. tract, right? It's just mm -hmm. pure sugar at the end of the day. That's where. Kind of, that's like that's another topic for another day to talk about these juices and stuff. But um, yeah, so yeah. Apple, apples are great, right? You go to apple juice; it's purely just the the, the sugar portion of it, yeah, right? Yeah. You don't get the the added micro uh, micronutrients yeah. that would be in an apple there. Yeah. Um, um, one more point I wanted to make, actually, going back to alcohol, is alcohol metabolizes as sugar, mm -hmm. right? So you're kind of talking about it's a double whammy with that. You put down a couple of Trulies couple of beers obviously beer is straight carbs in that sense that's direct sugar but even the the healthiest shot of something if you have a, a quick little you know 
vodka on the rocks with some club soda, it's even one shot's 100 calories of something that's going to metabolize into just about 100 calories of sugar, you know. Um, so it kind of breaks down that way, and it's just stuff to be aware of as you go out and you're, you're doing your thing, and then kind of at the end of the week, you're like, oh, I had five drinks this week. Well, that might be minimum 500 calories that you could have been over, yeah. and that's, and that's why that's you're if not it's dropping the cleanest, yeah. That's if it's the, the <clears throat> cleanest version of a drink yeah. you could have, right? So with that, <clears throat> right, that's kind of the broad spectrum of what we're talking about. Going into point number two, talking about more so gut health, inflammation, Yeah, and, and again, why limiting? Yeah, why you should limit this. To start, simple sugars, obviously, <clears throat> right, the more simple they are, pure sugar at its baseline is going to absorb extremely fast and it actually if there's nothing else for it to sit with and digest with and bind with like fiber or a healthy fat or something that's a little bit better and is going to give you some more micro nutrient density and fiber in your digestive tract in your gut you can actually have a, a greater a greater proliferation of bad bacteria right you just good good bacteria versus bad bacteria there's specific terms for each of those and what those go to but you know it there's such a major um, hindrance on, on your immune system, your cellular ability, right, to function at a high level um, and have, be supported by this good bacteria when you intake sugar, um, especially on an empty stomach. We're going to get into that. Um, and then the same thing, right, with alcohol. So your inflammation response goes up your gut health goes down, your toxicity, right? Alcohol is literally a toxin you're putting into your body and your kidneys, your liver have to process it to filter it out of your system. That's why, like we've said, you feel drunk, right? When you have it, because it impairs you, it kind of starts to delay your systems, it impairs your nervous system um, and your heart rate once it gets into the bloodstream and it has this toxic effect, right? So obviously limiting alcohol and sugar intake in this way, simple enough, right, could be if you're overeating candy every night, it's sitting in your body when you're sleeping or first thing in the morning, you're getting up and having a croissant or something, right? There might be some issues that are related to your health just by simply doing this day after day, week after week, right? So um, just something to be aware of where people might look to go to the doctor and take a medication or they feel sick or they have an autoimmune issue, but it's like, this might be just 10 years of yep. crap eating and damage done by that. Yeah where it could have just been avoided if you utilized those sugars correctly or you made better choices and timing of when to eat them or you didn't eat them, Yeah, you know? And to that point, you're kind of, you, you put it in the sense of just being a bunch of candy, candy at the end of the night, but it could be all I eat is a bowl of cereal, bagel, and um, some other pasta, right, for dinner. Yeah, so I know like that all, takes you to point three right away. Yeah, it, it does, it, it jumps right <laughs> there as we seamlessly transition. Uh, but also kind of thinking about from your point, uh, uh, you're talking about the body processing things in, in an order. So when we're drinking too, when you're thinking about when you're going to get drinks um, and you're out on that Friday, Saturday night, whatever it is, your body, if you're also having a meal, is going to prioritize getting rid of, the, getting rid of that alcohol mm -hmm. in your body because of the toxin before it even digests that food. So now think about how that kind of messes with your gut lining, how it messes with your digestion because it's going to let that food sit as it kind of works to get rid of the alcohol before it clears it or mm -hmm. it, it goes to digesting the food yep. that you're putting into your body. So as we transition to that third point of why it's important to limit sugar and alcohol here, one important thing to think about is uh, blood sugar spikes and that spike in an in insulin response as we have as we intake sugar. Uh, so 
the issue that we run into here with blood sugar spikes is it could definitely just send signals to tell your body to hold on to or to store fat. So as I continuously, so as I explained that example before, if I have a bagel for breakfast uh, followed by maybe um, a muffin and some sort of pasta for lunch, that's going to drive up blood sugar, right? So that's going to drive up sugar in my blood and then it's going to drive up this insulin response. And what happens is your body's going to send the signal to insulin's going to come out. It's going to say, we need to get in, we need to get glucose into the cells because I have this blood sugar response. And after the, if these cells are already full mm -hmm. of glucose, your body only has one choice and that's going to be to store this glucose, right? To store it as fat. So because you're not going to have your, your cells are already filled with glucose because you've already had spikes, you've already, you've already had enough glucose mm -hmm. in your system. And if that's the case, you're probably not, you're not doing enough to burn it off in that time frame that your body's simply just going to store it as fat. So we want to be very cautious of these multiple or, or continuous blood sugar spikes yeah. throughout the day. Yeah. And I think another point off of that too is you don't realize that your body starts to kind of ramp up on cravings when you get into a high blood glucose insulin, like insulin gets shot into the system. Mm -hmm. Your blood glucose can drop if you don't, right? Eating fibrous foods, higher in protein, along with your carbohydrates and a little bit of slower burning carbohydrates. You hear that word slower burning? That just means your digestion is a little bit prolonged and it's not as simply digested as sugar. But you get into this kind of uh, up and down, right? A peak and a trough of like this loop that you get thrown into where it's like if you eat a bag of candy right you have some you wait a half hour you're hungry again right yeah your I body's know gonna look for that yeah sugar you're, you're gonna need the sugar because the energy's in energy's out it's getting stored into the cells because it's quick absorbing and it's a very easily available energy source for your body but it might not be a sustainable source right if you eat a couple a handful of nuts or a, some beef jerky right you're probably not going to want that beef jerky or more nuts even though you might overeat some of it, you're probably not gonna want that again and again and again in the day, right? I know if I have, you know, I almost, funny thing with me, like if you go and have dessert or you go out, right, drive somewhere to a really good donut place or something, I almost hate going to get like a box of donuts and try different donuts if I'm having a cheat day because I feel like having one or two donuts just is not enough and I'm, I'm not even close to satisfied. You know, it's like a funny thing. It's like, when's the last time you've eaten ice cream or cake? Obviously, if you're extremely full after a full meal, different. But if you're eating a snack or a cookie, when's the last time you wanted to go back for another yeah, cookie and another cookie yeah. and another, right? It's just obviously it, it, your, your taste buds are extremely sensitive to it. Um, but your body starts to crave it because there's so many ups and downs where your body's looking to boost that blood glucose again for energy, right? Yeah, and it just becomes a cycle. Yep. So taking on to point number four has to do with protein synthesis and impaired recovery. So there's uh, been a couple studies done on this. I read one recently. It had to do with um, alcohol consumption, kind of like binge drinking after a couple of workouts, right? After a workout, you're going in, you're trying to, your body's trying to shuttle protein into the muscle belly to repair the muscle. Right? And sometimes we say, with sugar, it can be positive as a post-workout to shoot right, glucose into the blood and then insulin pulls that and kind of helps shuttle protein into the muscle belly, belly as well mm -hmm. right, for recovery. Over right, sugar intake 
can be negative if you're just increasing your caloric intake so much to the point where it's just too much sugar, but this is more for the alcohol side of it, right? So with alcohol, we're talking about impaired um, synthesis of protein, impaired, um, that, that's like at the muscular level. So they did studies on muscle fiber repair, and with an excess amount of alcohol, you actually have impaired synthesis, and obviously, right, here comes the truck. Um, and at the right at the, at the kidney level, your kidneys have to sort through protein as well. Alcohol has to be sorted through your kidneys too, right? Your liver starts to clear it. So there's all these processes in your body that's just totally impaired and slowed down, almost like there's road blockages um, in an extreme level, right? If you're binge drinking or having multiple drinks, and obviously that's just impairing total tissue repair, total muscle repair, um, and just not optimal for any of your body's muscle mass or recovery levels, right? If you're trying to make gains in the gym or going out and doing your thing, obviously having one drink, not terrible, but just be aware of kind of binge drinking or drinking in excess where you go three to four to five drinks can roll over that pretty easily. And you're talking about a ton of calories on top of just soaking your system in a toxin. Yeah, right. knowing, right, if you've got goals and you maybe you worked out you got a good workout on on friday after you left work if you go on a happy hour after that knowing that that alcohol is going to affect what you did in the gym right that day and the week prior yep 100 percent. so right to recap a little bit all right, about why we want to limit sugar and alcohol right caloric intake gut health inflammation toxicity blood glucose spikes and then just an issue with overall protein synthesis. Want yep. to be aware of that. Uh, so, all right, how then do I limit my my sugar intake and, and alcohol consumption? I'll let mm-hmm. you take point one here. Sure. Oh, you want? Oh, you said let you take. Oh, sorry. I thought you said you were going to take. I got it. All right. Here we go. Um, so, limiting sugar and alcohol, right? From point one to how to limit it is going to be just limiting it and being very aware of limiting it on an empty stomach, right? Stuff absorbs extremely fast, like I mentioned in the beginning. When you have an empty stomach, there's nothing else binding it, slowing the digestion down or pairing with it, right, to kind of spread it out. And number one, sugar's getting into your system. You get a bigger glucose spike and then a bigger glucose sink in your blood or your blood sugar goes up and then shoots down. And obviously, right, there's kind of asterisks here if you're going to work out immediately in the morning. Cool, that's great, right? Yeah. You're going to use that What are you that doing up. with that what, energy? What are you doing with that energy yeah, that you're putting in, right? But other than that, it's just not positive. You're starting yourself out and priming your day and setting yourself up for a huge sugar spike in the blood, an insulin roller coaster, and then on top of that, you're feeding, right? After fasting while you're sleeping, you're feeding your, your initial morning feeding is taken in with pure sugar into your gut bacteria biome, right? Yeah. So going back to the bacteria thing, just not a good thing like we talked about prior. Think and about then, how much more sensitive your body has to be yeah. to it if you don't, if you're not already prepped for, with a, a base before food or alcohol. Exactly, you know, repetitively doing that, your body can sway into that negative bacterial growth. That's where you get certain diseases um, and gut health issues, right? There's a multitude of those that give people so many problems with uh, nutrient absorption and autoimmune diseases and stuff. Um, and then on the alcohol end, right, you're gonna absorb alcohol much faster. 
right? You're probably going to get drunker a lot faster, which is a tactic for a lot which of people. Which is never to, the goal, right? <laughs> to cut down the, uh, the cost and the reliance on it. Makes, it, but, it, makes, it makes it a cheaper uh, opportunity though. <laughs> uh, so um, what's your recommendation? Recommendation, I would say, right, is prime yourself with something that's a protein, somewhat of a fibrous food, right? If it's alcohol, just make sure you have some type of protein, fat, and carb in your gut before you're drinking and pair it with that so it's not straight in the system. And it's gonna also give you a better opportunity to absorb the nutrients from the food um, if you pair it rather than if you douse yourself with straight alcohol or straight sugar and setting yourself up for kind of like a, a crappy opportunity for anything you eat after that yeah. is gonna be hindered. Perfect. So, yeah. So looking at kind of our next point here on how to limit sugar and alcohol is Seem, it's kind of a seamless transition to, to where you're saying there, and it's how can we, in fact, limit the effect that sugar and alcohol has on us, and that's by just combining it with either more complex, or one, substituting simple, simple sugar solutions or simple sugars for complex sugars. So if I'm thinking um, having something that's not just a granola bar, right but maybe having something that's more of a, a rolled oat for breakfast right yeah. that's got a little more nutrients and it has a little more fiber mm -hmm. attached to it um or pairing with foods that are more nutrient dense so i'm going to eat something that's more of a quicker carb i'm going to want to pair that with either some fats or some proteins just yeah. to slow down uh, the overall nutrition or, or to slow down the overall di absorption rate of that of that food yeah. in my body yeah um i know for me even thinking about lunch, I mean, very, very frequently, I have say a white rice or something for for lunch, which is going to be something that probably has a pretty a pretty high glycemic index, meaning that it's absorbed pretty quickly by the body. But I'm always having that with either some some very good protein, right, chicken, steak, fish, uh, and usually rounding that meal out with mm -hmm. some sort of fat. So it'll be with avocado. Yeah. Uh, so it's so it's okay to eat white rice if you're pairing it with stuff that's a little bit slower or some good protein, good fats, right? Sometimes you can get even this is just a whole different little side point I want to add. You can get a little digestive issue if you add something that's almost too complex, like a brown rice or a quinoa, um, running across the street, um, right? If you are eating a multitude of stuff, but not a bad thing and not as bad as being on the simple sugar end. And one, one more point I wanted to add too is, um, most people experience it when they, when they get a hangover or not even drinking as much as they thought they drank. The next morning they wake up from three margaritas and they mm -hmm. have an even worse headache and they feel crappier because it's such a high sugar, high alcoholic drink, right? Yeah. So now you're combining these two things um, and that's just even worse. And that's kind of proof in the pudding where you know that you feel worse if you do this, right? As opposed to if you have something a little bit cleaner and have less of it. That's right, your body's processing that ethanol, right? It's literally yep. a sugar alcohol. That's the, the problem right there. And that's usually what, lay, what leads to yep. the hangovers the next morning. Yep, so this even goes right into our next point. So next bullet on how is make sure that to hydrate, make sure that you hydrate properly. So staying away from that sugar and alcohol intake. But if you do have it, right, especially on the alcohol end, Make sure that you're hydrated. You'll probably, number one, have less cravings 
And with hydration, right, we're talking about, yeah, water. You can listen to one of the previous podcasts on hydration, but we're talking about water with uh, adequate electrolyte intake. So great levels of sodium, probably up to 1,000 milligrams if you're active and you're sweating on, on a one intake basis, right? Um, and then talking about adequate sodium with potassium, some magnesium, right? So your body needs those electrolytes to retain water in the muscle and in the tissues. And that's gonna allow your body just to be a little bit better at processing everything and more efficient, right? So you take that hydration and you pair it with um, going about your day, you're gonna have less cravings. Typically, if you're dehydrated, your body will have greater levels of cravings of simple sugars and energy forms because it's not sustained enough at the cellular level with enough water retention and you'll get more cravings, right? On an alcohol level, you're gonna actually give your cells a better chance to process the alcohol, um, especially in the muscle belly too, because it's gonna be, it's gonna have a greater, right, water kind of retention, water to particle ratio um, when you intake the alcohol. So your body can actually wash it out a little bit more efficiently and just process, th process everything more efficiently, right? So hydration is a huge, huge thing. Um, and then, it's going to also help with any type of hangover or feeling laid over, right? Your body's just going to be in better shape the next day, um, and you'll be able to go about your day much more efficiently. No, that's great. As we kind of round it out, I think our fourth point is one that, like hydration, we bring in a lot for our overall well-being improvements, and that's just exercise. As you strength train and exercise, it will help you limit the effects, at least, of of alcohol and sugar so if we think about being able to increase strength increase muscle mass that we have in our body that will actually as we talked about earlier when we're when this sugar is getting pulled into our, our cells that would actually allow us to pull in more glucose into our muscle bellies and then be utilized for exercise as opposed to mm -hmm. it right being stored for fat yep 100 percent um so that's it right we got our four whys, why you should limit sugar and alcohol, right? Caloric intake, gut health, your blood glucose and insulin levels, right? Sending you on a whole frenzy for the day. And then you have a protein synthesis and impaired recovery statement based off of mainly your alcohol intake, right? So past that, right? How? We got our hows. Yeah, how are we doing limit it? it? Let's it's, limit it on, yeah, go for it. Yeah, we're limiting it right by, and really limiting the, the effects of it as well by not allowing ourselves to intake these on empty stomachs, right? We want to have a baseline there or a baselining right in the stomach, some other digestion kind of happening there. Also pairing these simple sugars and alcohol with at least nutrient dense foods. Um, and then also pairing that kind of from an overall nutrition standpoint with some adequate hydration and then rounding it out with a good exercise routine both strength training and cardio definitely help you utilize these sugars and metabolize them a little bit better. Yeah, so, right, hope you guys gave a listen to the full podcast. Um, love you guys listening and we appreciate it, right? We're just trying to bring you some value points, value adds to your own life, from our lives, and kind of how we like to live, our perspectives, and, and some, uh, some useful facts that you can apply to your life to probably improve right, your state of being every single day. This yeah. one is a very, very, uh, you know, uh, home-hitting principle yeah, kind of podcast that kind with, of with sugar and alcohol. Choices you have to make every day, 
definitely include sugar and alcohol. So what actionable items can you take right, to kind of just ease the effects on them daily? Yeah, if you guys have anything you do, we'd love to hear it in the comments. Shoot us a message um, at the Well Life Podcast on Instagram or YouTube. Um, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed listening. Appreciate it. Like, follow, share. Let us know what you think. Cool. Thanks, Thank guys. Thank you, guys.